Things What Not To Watch is a bad movie review podcast containing strong language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Not to watch, things what not to watch, things what not to watch, things what, what not to watch. It's things what not to watch, yeah. Yeah, we're recording. Are we recording with a rewind? It's not even words. It's not even words now. The final episode of season one. Are we ready for the oh, final really? episode? Jesus. We've I come a long way. We have come a long way. Very long way. We've come a long way. Yeah. And um, we've had our challenges. Yeah. In this. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> we've had challenges. <laughs> These fucking films for starters. Yeah. Absolutely body draining. Yeah. Soul and mind. Yeah. I think I've got stupider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is a sacrifice we've made for you, selfish bastards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, keep keep this in. Yeah. No, keep <laughs> right. All right. Okay. okay. Should we? Let's right. crack on. Let's All go. Right. Okay. Good morning. Good afternoon. And good evening. And welcome to Things What Not to Watch, Episode Ten. My name is Jared, and my name is Sam. And uh, how have you been, mate? I've been very well. Yes, yeah. 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 Apart from having to watch this shit film. Simon says has is, is, is not been great. It's, no. uh Yeah, it's uh, it was a bit of a difficult one this week. But um, but talk us through it, Sam. Brief synopsis. Okay, so let's have a look at a synopsis. Let's kick it, let's kick it off with a synop. Yeah. So we're gonna. I'm actually gonna go for. Sam is currently finding the synopsis. <laughs> we can cut this out, mate. Don't worry about it. Yeah, no, it's we'll fine. Keep it in. So. We'll just go for a, a very basic premise here. So I'm going to do a premise and then the other one from IMDb. So this is actually from um, from Wikipedia. Interpol agent Simon goes on a mission in France to save a kidnapped girl and defeat an arms dealer. Which is simple enough, I suppose. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a sentence. Yeah. Sums it up, really. Um, and then let's have a look here. There was a long... Well, basketball superstar Dennis Rodman stars as a hip Interpol agent attempting to defeat the deadly plans of a crazed arms dealer. So there you go. Yeah, that's a bit more. A bit yeah. more to that. Yeah. A bit more zhuzh. That Dennis Rodman is um, an awful actor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, he is. And and I think the thing that really just came across as, as really terrible and just completely shit is, you know, the casting. Yeah. The thought process that's obviously gone into pre-making this film. Right, so the, the main character, Dennis Rodman, has to play an Interpol agent. So uh, basically like a like a James Bond-esque spy character. Totally. Why on yeah. God's green earth would you fucking hire a six foot nine, seven foot Chicago <laughs> Bulls, peroxide blonde haired, pierced. Pierced, <laughs> pierced individual to be an Interpol agent? Yeah, is, is I think absolute. spies are supposed to be like subtle and, yeah. you know, covert, but... Rodman is anything but yeah. basically. Yeah, you'd spot him a mile away. Yeah, even even if you had nothing to do, like you'd just be having a meeting, like mm. an evil meeting between, you know, discussing how you're going to take over the world, and then you you just because you, he just walked <laughs> in the room, you'd spot him, and you go fuck. And the hair, like it's not even it's not even his size; it's just the hair as well. It's yeah. like just yeah. what were you thinking? An absolute mess. And I'm sure that if it had been cast differently, then it actually would have been a better movie. If it wasn't Dennis Rodman and um, what's his name Dane Cook that plays his sidekick Nick yeah, yeah. 
it would have been a probably a better film. But I'll tell you why this was allowed to have been made. I'll tell you why this film was allowed to have been made because it was made in 1999, and I swear the 90s were basically a lawless wasteland that allowed this yeah. shit to have been made. You know, obviously uh, people had like a lot of money. They think, yeah, fuck it, let's just yeah make this. Well, it was it was it was the it was a decade of celebrity, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah, sure. Oh, mate, did you see Dennis Rodman play last night? He made some sick slam dunks. Yeah. Actually, I've got a film. <laughs> <laughs> like, there was no... They've just gone, oh, his name will carry it. Yeah. You know, it's not even the main guy. Get Michael Jordan, you know, learn from Space Jam. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. but the uh, the ratings for this, I mean, this is... We always look at the ratings when we're deciding what <laughs> yeah, yeah, which yeah. films to watch. It's a good way to yeah. Yeah, gauge yeah. them. As long as, like... The, I think there's been a bit of a theme throughout the whole uh, season one of things what not to watch so far. You know, if the budget is a lot higher than the box office, therefore a huge loss, and it scores very low on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, then hell yeah, we're going to review it. It's the perfect formula. It is. So Rotten Tomatoes, it's beautiful list, 0%. We know we're in for a long ride. Yeah. But... On the upset, on the other side, sorry, not the upset again. Uh, on the other side of things, you know, we know that it's gonna, it's gonna create, hopefully, a great podcast. So zero, zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes, two point five out of ten on Internet Movie Database. Two point five out of ten. Yeah, that is, that's high. Yeah, it is quite high, really, isn't it? Well, to be honest, we've watched shitter. Yeah. I mean, it, it is bad, but mm. we've we've seen shitter films. Yeah, we have. I'm going to read the other synopsis that I've got here as well before we get into it. Watching the film, I wish I'd actually read this synopsis because it would have made more sense while I was watching the film. I didn't read anything about it before I watched it. I thought it was going to be a complete surprise for me. So, Interpol agent Simon, played by Dennis Rodman, is gathering information about the weapons trade on the French Riviera and trying to pinpoint the man at its centre. Meanwhile, da- uh, Nick, Dane Cook, an old classmate of Simon's, asks him for help. Nick needs to rescue his employer's daughter, who appears to have been kidnapped, but she doesn't actually realise that she's been kidnapped throughout the film. By the same people that Simon is tracking down, the pair must get to the bottom of the increasingly dangerous situation with the help of two monks and a feisty woman. <laughs> oh, that's outrageous. <laughs> like, it was completely victorious, you know, with two monks and a feisty woman. Then, yeah, I mean, Sounds what like else do you joke. need? Two mugs and a fight when walking to a bar. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, any reviews, mate? Of course. Oh, thank God. As always, we've got some reviews. Now, there are quite a lot of reviews, as usual. Are there? Um, yeah. We're going to go to some that have been on Rotten Tomatoes, first of all. So, some from actual, uh, you know, top critics, Entertainment Weekly. So, Entertainment Weekly have got... This cockamamie action flick is excruciatingly formulaic, brimming with spy movie cliches, but devoid of the genre's fun upper-class pretensions, obviously referring to James Bond films and stuff like that. Uh, Joe Layden. That's, that's probably the best review we've ever read out so far. It probably is, it? yeah. It's beautiful there. It's yeah, I don't know who brilliant. actually wrote that. I could look it up, but I can't be bothered. <laughs> um, so with, then we've got Joe Layden from Variety magazine, again, a top critic on uh, Ron Smartos. A frenetically junky action adventure that will quickly dribble off to vid stores uh, after a token fast break in theatrical release. Well, he was very right there. I'd love a vid store. It would have been so much vid easier. Vid store. Oh, it'd be great, wouldn't it? Blockbusters. Yeah, totally. R.I.P. Yeah. Can you imagine, though, blockbuster like, overdue fees during the pandemic? Yeah. <laughs> <It's kind of laughs> on a, you, on another note. You've your video back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm not allowed to leave the house. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean there's a pandemic? <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's go to the uh, IMDb reviews. Uh, again, lots of one out of tens. Um, and the best one. 
This helped uh, 28 people. No, 19 out of 28 people found this review helpful. And this is by Chuck Woody 1. Utter drivel. Some films are so poor that they are unintentionally amusing and they become quite enjoyable. The usual straight-to-video nonsense starring the likes of James Belushi, Jean-Claude Van Damme, etc. However, one one occasionally comes across a film that is so poor that any enjoyment one might have been able to to deem from the poor script, poor acting, poor continuity, and sense of, I can't believe that they are taking this seriously, is eroded within the first half hour. He goes on, but then we've got this beautiful bit at the end, in caps. Do not watch this film. If given the choice between painful tooth extraction and this masterpiece, go to the dentist. Dental pain goes away pretty quickly. This may warp you for life. <laughs> warp you? Yeah, warp you for life. Why does he keep talking to himself in the third person as well? Yeah, one, one, one may enjoy this well, film. Maybe <laughs> people will respect me more if I yeah. refer myself as one. Yeah. Um, Wayne hyphen two, uh, he gave it a four out of ten, uh, even though he said, I don't understand this film. This is great. I even bought the DVD to see if there's an explanation of how of why it is so awful. None was supplied. Yeah. <laughs> As if they're going to release the film and go, oh, it's pretty shit, we need to explain why it's shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought he meant none was supplied, i.e. They, they didn't make it to DVD. And I don't, it probably it. didn't, actually. Yeah. Uh, another one out of ten from Claudio underscore Carvalho. Um, how to waste eight to five minutes of your life in the worst way, one out of ten. Uh, Rodman, no, from Shushu80, give it a 4 out of 10. Um, and the final one that I'm going to read is uh, from Bob Curtis, a good story, badly filmed. Again, like we were saying, you know, if it was cast differently, it would have been a great film. Yeah. This film has... <laughs> great film, would it? <laughs> <laughs> well, probably not great, no, just um, a- a- average. This film has ruined a good storyline. The location and the action are very good, but the silly characters spoil it by trying to compete for the main role after Simon. Anyone considering watching this film should be aware that it is best viewed while doing other tasks. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, so um, there's the reviews. Yeah, on, I did a lot of four out of tens. Quite a few four out of tens, yeah. I think one of the redeeming features um, is the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, good, good yep. soundtrack. I don't think any of it was um, sort of commercially made. I'm sure you can probably buy the soundtrack on CD or something like that. But it's punctured throughout. You've got amazing sort of breakbeat and, you know, probably pseudo drum and bass and, you know, techno tracks throughout that are pretty riveting stuff, you know, like real action sort of soundtrack kind of stuff. But then where you've got the, because it's, you know, the genre is a spy action comedy. The only sort of spy action comedy that you can think of that's any good is the, what, the Mr. Bean ones that he does, Johnny English. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we're yeah, actually yeah. a bit funny, but, you know, just a spoof, really, of James Bond. But, yeah, the the point that I'm trying to make here is that you've got the, the great music, but then it's the comedy bits are punctured with this music that's like, wah, 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 you know, like the yeah, cartoon yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. like nonsense music there's yeah. like oh something stupid's happening we've got to do something stupid with a tuba enough of that sorry yeah but um, carried away. yeah and there is a the scene actually where um where uh dennis rodman or simon's sidekick nick um does an impression of a fucking dinosaur yeah which yeah. we'll get to but it's accurate too, yeah, yeah it wasn't accurate but yeah they do stupid music in that i think yeah, as well yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they've spoiled what could have been a good music soundtrack with stupid music in between, really. Yeah, but it was like 99, like Matrix came out that 
that year and it the matrix mm. was like there were a lot of like fast techno like yeah 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 big time big time big time no well thanks for that mate should we should we dive in yeah let's have a chat about how crap it was yeah i'll just say actually before we start as well it's filmed in the south of France between uh, Cannes and Nice, so it's like, is it the Côte d'Azur, Côte d'Azur or the French Riviera? Mm. So some beautiful, you know, yeah. parts of France, and you see, you know, it's probably like, I don't know, 15th, 16th century architecture. Dennis Rodman probably filmed it during one of his famous, you know, drugs and alcohol binges. Yeah, benders, yeah. <laughs> yeah like absolute <laughs> bender he was on in south of France. Yeah. How am I here, man? Let's <laughs> just film this film. Yeah, he probably doesn't even remember filming it. No, he probably, mm. probably doesn't. Lad, yeah, lads. Yeah. yeah, so um, speaking of music, starts off, doesn't it? Pretty hot, drum mm. and bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't drum and bass. I think it was because um, when I listened to it, I thought it might be like the Crystal Method or um, Ryan Christian or someone like that. Anyway, I didn't bother to look it up, but I don't think it was. But yeah, pretty sharp. Yeah, yeah, pretty sharp intro. Like, you're thinking like, whoa, and then it's like, and then it's like flying around, and there's sort of this, um, you know, like one of those things which you turn and they go all the different colours, and it's all crystal kaleidoscope. Kaleidoscope. Yeah, that's what it was like. It's like a a blue kaleidoscope sort of flying around. It looks like a drone. Yeah, that's yeah. But it's not. It turns out to be a fly. A fly with a camera inside it. Yeah, it's like a little drone fly. Yeah. Yeah. Before it's time. Really? Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. Um, not there are any fly drones now, but um, no. We well, could just make one if you wanted to. I've just put drum and bass start stupid fly drone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a whole load of like off-road bikers. That just yeah, I've, I've written down um, punks um, on mopeds and bikes. Yeah. You know, they're, they're obviously like hired muscle or whatever. Yeah. Know, to like go on some sort of sabotage. Well, exactly. And then this this sort of car comes out, which is obviously the target. So this car drives down. Yeah. So these guys are like doing like wheelies and shit just on their own. Yeah. And then this car comes out and then they just start chasing the car. Yeah. Like, is there no element of surprise here? There's people doing like backflips and like wheelies and stuff. And you're thinking, right, calm down, keep it, keep it quiet. And then you, then you pounce on the target. So the, I just must point out at this point as well that the car um, that's being chased by the um, punks on the mopeds and bikes is a Citroen DS. So I don't know if there's any car enthusiasts out there. This is one of Citroen's first models after the 2CV. So this is a vehicle that was um, in factory production between 1955 and 1975, right? And so this film was made in 1999. Um, so the car in the film would have been at least 24 years old, if not older, right? We all know that these big old Citroen cars, they've got all the handling and manoeuvrability of a fucking canal boat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they've chosen it as the as the vehicle that's going to transport this general or whatever, but, you know, and is being, being attacked by these punks on the bikes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, what, what, what are you doing? And this is 1999. Yeah. So there's some pretty, some pretty wicked whips out there yeah, that totally. you could probably, like, yeah. just cane about in. Yeah, and they've chosen a, a bloody Citroen DS. <laughs> So they've gone to the garage in the south of France. They've like, bought the fucking car. <laughs> yeah, it's like they forgot. What's that over they there? forgot the Ferrari in Hollywood or something like that. And they're just like, oh, let's go to use car dealerships, see what we can get for like yeah. hundred euros. Or oh, something. It, looks, it looks quite old. They sort of guide this car and force it to go into this sort of parking lot by a, by the water, don't they? And then this, you get introduced to this like evil protagonist. I'm guessing. Yeah, um, the funny thing that got me as well when they're sort of guiding the car 
by force is that they actually spray paint it as well. It's yeah, like, I noticed oh, that's, that. That's really going to scare them. You know, and it <laughs> looks like a massive penis on the side. <laughs> yeah. Did you know? That yeah. They've just they've found a like they've had time to just spray paint the car. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, it's yeah. like spray it. Yeah, <laughs> mug. It's like, no, they're spray painting the car. Don't don't mind the fact that they're kicking it and doing wheelies over the yeah. over the bonnet and all that sort of stuff. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, you can do all of that, but don't fucking spray paint it. Yeah. <laughs> this is my artistic license. They had a rogue biker. Yeah, who went a bit too far. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, the car gets forced into this parking lot um, where there's another, I think, another Citroen waiting for them. A lot of Citroens. A lot of Citroens. Yeah, we are in France, of course. Um, and uh, yeah, so we meet the um, like the the baddie who's uh, called Ashton. Ashton. Yeah. yeah, who I originally thought was Johnny Lee Miller, but it isn't because he, he talks quite posh, you know. And I think the the guy who plays Ashton in the film probably even used Johnny Lee Miller as a bit of a a template for how he should act. You know, yeah. he's like very well yeah. spoken, but a bit weird and odd. He sort of, then this fly like comes around, doesn't it? And then we very quickly realise, right, well, there's an agent somewhere. Yeah. So there's there's like these two sort of computer geek guys that are, that are obviously using this fly as a as a drone and they're like driving it in and they're like talking to this guy who's on in, in like yellow like a yellow bike and we're thinking oh that's Rodman yeah it is you obviously know, Rodman straight you up. know of course in, inconspicuous you know just blending in in bright yellow matching like bikey gear and, and, a, and a bike and um, yeah and yeah they're just listening in on a conversation mm. it's interesting um, and the evil guy just decides to turn his walking stick into a samurai sword and chop the fly in half. So um, anyway, he meets this... So the Citroen that's got a massive penis on, the uh, the, <laughs> kern, the colonel, this Russian colonel gets out, who's just like such a stereotypical Russian colonel, if yeah. there's ever such a thing. Yeah. He's all in his military get-up, isn't he? And then the evil guy's talking to him, and they're mm. sort of going back and forth about about some doing a deal. Yeah, about it's, um, we basically find out that it's um, a weapons deal. Simon... Or Simon or Dennis Rodman goes back to the monks and then they start dancing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's but this is where it's supposed to be comedy. You know, you've got these like Dennis Rodman. They've they've seen that there's been this r- sort of rendezvous. Yeah. Um. And then so Dennis Rodman goes back to the to the monks or whatever the the IT guys. This is it's all very confusing. Like most shit that we watch on the podcast as well, mm. and then they just start start doing this weird fucking comedy dance. Yeah, it's like it's, it's, this isn't. Oh, God. it's like it's like he's got his two little geeky sidekicks. One's like this this fat white bloke who's just looks like Fry Tuck. He yeah. actually looks like a stereotypical monk. To he be does, fair. doesn't he? Yeah, he's like this. Yeah. And then the other ones, and he's a bit weird. And he's got you've got the other other sort of young young black guy who's just sort of slim who's a bit geeky he actually I thought that was um, when I first saw it I thought that was Don Cheadle yeah it <laughs> could have been looks a could little it, bit like John d- Don does Cheadle look a little bit, yeah. does look a little bit yeah. like him so um, then they do the stupid dance and then the um, Rodman's cracking up he's like yeah he's like oh you two <laughs> classic uh, yeah and then so the um, the fat monk goes oh, I'm hungry can can we get some Chinese <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. And, yeah. and, and we never see him again <laughs> no, 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 we do. We no, we do. do. Yeah. Um, then it goes to the beach, and this is where we meet Mr. Gabrielli. Yeah. Like he's the other sort of player in the in the plot, I suppose. Yeah, which is interesting because we're in the south of France, we're not in Italy. Yeah. Gabrielli, obviously, an yeah. Italian name. Yeah. But maybe he's come over from Italy as part of the mob. Yeah. 
maybe from over there. Yeah. Backstory, yeah. backstory there. But um, but yeah, he's he's sort of a bit creepy. Like it comes over. It's not really explained properly. We're on like a beach, and there's two like young lovers as a couple. Yeah, yeah, like that 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 are together, and they're like obviously a holiday romance type thing, and they're really like love each other and whatever else. And then out of all that, so this guy just comes over and he's like. Oh, don't go for a swim. Yeah. Oh, stay where I can see you. Yeah. Yeah. I need to. I need to watch you constantly. Yeah. And it's what? It's the lad. It's the the boyfriend. It's, yeah. The boyfriend is his, his father, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And he's yeah. like, all right, dad, stop being a creep. And then and then his girlfriend's like, why is your dad such a creep? Basically, <laughs> it's like, why is he so worried about where we are all the time? Yeah. And um. So yeah, they go swimming, don't they? Yeah. yeah. And then and then this is just no, right. This is just fucking batshit, right? Then it cuts to. You know, a lovely little southern French village, and they're playing. What's the game? Petonk. Petonk. <laughs> or ball. Yeah. So, uh, if, if for those who don't know what that is, it's like you know, you used to get the little sets where you get like the the six like heavy metal balls, and then you'd have like the one little ball, and you play it on the grass in the garden or or yeah. on some gravel. Yeah. Or you're supposed to play it on on on. Fucking hell! I'll learn to speak today. You're supposed to play it on an even ground. That's the trick with yeah, petonk. Exactly. So yeah. you got to, you know, you got to lob it like and whoever gets closest to the yeah. small ball wins. Yeah. So it's popular in France, in southern France. Yeah. Most yeah. of France is popular. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the name petonk. I think we played it our last Christmas too, actually. I think we did. Yeah, we yeah. did. And then all of a sudden, they're just like, oh, who's going to have a go next? So this this old guy like shoots it really close, and it just cuts a Rodman. <laughs> who's in a vest and some <laughs> fucking chinos with all his piercings with still, his, all his piercings and his blonde hair just walk just walks in about looking yeah. like an absolute sticking out like the fattest toe yeah. in existence yeah like a f- two foot taller than everyone else yeah yeah and, and 20 years younger than well probably 40 years younger than everyone else as yeah. well that's there playing petonk and so he's like I'm, I'm Dennis Rodman and play play petonk <laughs> <laughs> and he goes up to take his shot and just as he's about to take his shot, out of nowhere, you hear like this grainy American voice go, I'm Simon! <laughs> and he lobs the thing too far and yeah, takes and out it, someone's cat and smashes a window. That's right, yeah. And it's uh, and, and then it's a mate from school. Yeah, and this is where we get introduced to Nick, played by Dan Cook, who's done some decent stuff subsequently, I think. I recognise his face anyway. Sorry, Dane, if you're listening. I know that we're following you on Instagram now, so yeah, uh, well, be we recognise we recognise your face. Yeah. Um, so Nick's playing this wacky character um, that tries to make out that it was at spy school with Dennis Rodman back in the day. Was it spy school? I well, thought it was see, just normal school. No, I think. It, well, was it? No, I'm sure it was. Um, they said they're at Langley together, like CIA or FBI or something like that. Oh, really? And Rodman's like, oh, no, I don't remember you. Do you remember Mr. Sanders? And uh, No, do you remember Sanders? And Nick goes, oh, yeah, I remember Sanders. He was a great guy. And Nick goes, well, no, Sanders was a, was a woman. So obviously already, you know, Nick's been rumbled that he's bullshitting. Later on, we basically learn that Nick didn't actually make it through spy school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he's a massive loser. Which is why Rodman didn't recognise him anyway. But yeah. it's, uh, I mean, it's just ridiculous. And then all, all of a sudden, like he's like, "No, no, come out with me, Rodman, man. We'll be like, we'll be best mates, and we'll yeah, go, for, go, a drink for, and, go and, for a drink and, and, and whatever else." And he's sort of like, he's being like really creepy and like slightly like just sad, really, and always yeah, begging him, overly um, possessive, sort of weirdo. Rodman's loving it. Yeah, he's there, yeah. like, oh yeah. yeah, he's done it a thousand times. Chicago Bulls player. Yeah, um, I've got to say at this point as well, Dennis Rodman. I think I might have said at the start, he can't act for shit. It's literally like he's had no... He's never studied 
any acting whatsoever. You know, like in, uh, I think it's extras where, um, who is it, explains to Ricky Gervais how to act. Oh, the, the um, guy that played Gandalf. Um, fucking sit in, sit in, sit in. Sit in McCallan, yeah. You shall not pass. And he goes, you have to pretend to be the other person. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and Dennis Rodman does nothing else apart from be Dennis Rodman. Yeah, I'm just Dennis Rodman, man. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like every all of Rodman's lines throughout the film might as well just be like, uh, they, sorry, they... Dennis, if you're listening, <laughs> thanks for listening, but this film is shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing you can do about it because it's been released for like yeah. 20 years. So fuck off. Um, but, um, but yeah, he walks off his mates. So they're going off for a drink. And then all of a sudden his friend like walks into a showdown and like a deal. And he's got like a briefcase. Yeah, Nick's got this. Is it Nick that's got the briefcase? Yeah. He needs to, he needs to swap it for, for the girl, basically, yeah. doesn't he? For, for Claire. And then and then old Gabrielli or whatever his name is pokes his weirdo looking at his son perving on his son and his girlfriend yeah. pops around the corner and he's like no 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 I want the money and he's like no we, we need the girl and he's like no I want a briefcase blah blah suddenly this um, kung fu shit all kicks off this girl turns up um, Nick's got a gun um, he can't use it for shit pretends to be a dinosaur so Dennis Rodman kicks this girl's ass or whatever um, she's obviously like protection for the deal or something Never um, really explained. No, it's not explained, is it? It's but she weird. knows Rodman. Like they've got like a yeah, they've got a, they've got a history. But you'd never actually know what's happened. They're, they're they're like lovers, but they're like on opposite sides. She's obviously like hired muscle for the mob or something like that. Whereas Rodman, you know, is an Interpol spy. What is Interpol? I think it is. It's like the European sort of police agency or something. Oh, is it? Am I going to be forced to look it up? Google, Google. What Interpol. is Interpol? Actually, Siri. Yeah. Lazy, um, lazy it's again. the International Criminal Police Organization. Interpol enables police in our nine, 194 member countries to work together to fight international crime. That's what Interpol are. So, he's, yeah, he's like an international James Bond. Yeah. But not that But big. not. <laughs> but, but he's not got that. no fucking gadgets for a start. Yeah, he's got no gadgets. No. He's got a yellow moped. Yeah. So. Rodman uh, obviously has his past and he sort of kicks off and he's he's sort of, as they're fighting, it keeps cutting. It goes on forever. Like, and you made this point earlier, Sam. Go on, I'll let you, I'll let you go. On so in previous films, we've noticed that one of the devices that producers and directors of films use to make the film longer is slow motion. Yeah, so all spanning of just... Yeah, just cityscapes and cityscapes, shit like that, yeah. yeah. Um, but so in this one, to make the film longer, they basically use the um, the fight scenes and shootouts and make them uncomfortably long and boring to watch to actually make time fill in. So Dennis Rodman's fighting this girl for what seems like you know a good ten to fifteen minutes, but he's, he's fighting her, but then hitting on her at the same time. Oh, it's so bad. So isn't like getting in that lock and go. Oh, maybe we can go for dinner. <laughs> like, yeah. She'll like spin around and like he'll be released or whatever, and then. They'll fight another bit, and like he'll throw th- throw her through a door, and then then he'll go maybe drinks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's, I don't know what this is encouraging. It's and not encouraging good things. I'm pretty sure. Not at all. And then one of the final things while he's kicking this girl's ass is saying maybe we can go for a swim. Yeah, <laughs> what, yeah, what? yeah. Maybe we can go to dinner. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can go for a drink. Yeah, I'll or take for you for a swim. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Some of the choreography is pretty bad in this fight scene as well. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like, and he's like kicking, and it's 
it's sort of cut because he obviously can't get his leg high enough to kick her. And it just cuts to just a leg kicking her. Yeah. Did you notice that? <laughs> no. It's just like, that's not his leg. <laughs> Probably Absolutely outrageous. Stuntman's leg or something. Yeah, exactly. Or so, just a leg on a stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. He gets the briefcase back, yeah, and then goes back to his apartment and um, uh, grabs Nick because Nick's been knocked unconscious. So he's like lying on the floor, and Rodman basically picks him up like a like another briefcase. Yeah, literally carries him carries him home. And then the next scene is Nick waking up, but he's like, "Oh, this is really cringy." <laughs> he he's like murmuring in his sleep, and then he's he's like lying on his front, but humping the sofa that he's asleep on. And then wakes up and he goes, "Oh, I was dreaming of Drew Barrymore." Yeah, playing Monopoly. Yeah, pl- me and Drew Barrymore yeah, playing, playing Monopoly. Monopoly. Yeah. It's fucking like, weird. Fucking, but he's like proper he's proper shaking. He's got like one of those faces that are just mm. it's too much. It's uncomfortable. It, it is yeah. uncomfortable yeah. to watch. Yeah, but not to Drew Barrymore, who uh, starred in one in the first episode of Things What Not to Watch. Yeah. Where he got fingered. Oh yeah, she did. Yeah. yeah. So a bit of a link there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Referenced back the first the first episode. episode. Yeah. First of ten. Ten, 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 ten. Yeah. 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 Ten episodes ago. We we totally planned that. We totally planned that. Yeah, I I mean I just get I've just written here Dane Cook is a massive loser. <laughs> That's <laughs> literally what I've got exclamation marks. Yeah. So he can't use like every time in this film that Dane Cook gets handed a, a gun, he doesn't know what to do with it, does he? He's like Ugh, it's like it's fucking poisonous or something. Doesn't I don't think he does. Sh- I think he does shoot a few people. He does at the end, yeah. yeah. Fucking oh, that's right. Yeah. Chucks a spear at someone. That's right. He does with amazing accuracy. You've changed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so we basically work out that now that Dennis Rodman's got this briefcase, he has a look inside it, and what we thought was going to be money inside is actually a CD. The CD must be swapped for Claire, who's the girl, who is the um, Mr. Gabrielle's son's girlfriend so she's she's actually been kidnapped but she doesn't know that she's been kidnapped they've got to swap the cd for the girl because the cd we learn towards the end of the film and they should have told us sooner because it would have made it a bit easier to understand that the cd contains uh like launch codes for a weapon can i just jump in here imagine if it'd been like (laughs) they'd open it up (laughs) the briefcase they pulled out the cd and it was just like dennis rodman's crazy Oh, absolute or one of the points. other films that he'd been in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the, the DVD that the bloke was talking about on the review. Yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> I just got this. Clips and both hope opens up. Dennis Rodman's greatest hits. He can do everything, Dennis. He yeah. can do everything. Sorry, yeah. mate. Carry on. So, um, yeah, they want they want to find out what's on the CD and they do that by taking it to the monks, basically, to um, old Friar Tuck and his mate. Yeah, yeah. So, so look, Rod- Rodman goes down on the CD, doesn't he? And then Dan Cook looks out. The, the, the names of the actual characters have gone out the window yeah. at this point. <laughs> so Cookie, he's looking. <laughs> Cook sees looking out the window um, and Rodman walks into the monastery. Yeah. You know, it's such a weird fucking place. But then I suppose it links with the monks. But why do they need to be monks? Are they not monks? No one's a monk. It's not an actual active monastery. No. And it's just, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. But anyway. They didn't need to be monks. But Dane Cook follows him in and he's just sort of following him. He's, he's sort of curious so. as to what he's doing, isn't he's he? He's like, why is he going into a monastery? He's not religious. Yeah. yeah. Look at him. Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> go on, I'll let you. No, 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 go on. Okay, so Dane Cook 
goes into this place and he obviously can't see where Dennis Rodman's gone, but the monks down in the basement can see him through some like cameras and they've got some speakers up there. So like Dane Cook's looking up at the the um the Jesus on the cross and so the monks think, Oh, we're gonna have a bit of laugh here and they pretend to be God and they like transmit through the loudspeakers going, This is God, you know, Nick, you've got to do what we say and he basically gets Nick to like start dancing as well, yeah. like they were dancing earlier and this the is running like, man. The running man, yeah. This is the injection of comedy and all this nonsense and so yeah so you've got to go over to the confession booth like this this bit they're making him like play around and it's supposed to be god's voice telling him what to do for probably about five minutes and it's supposed to be funny it ain't yeah, no. and i say i'll go over to the confession booth so he goes over to the confession booth on his knees while still trying to dance and there's the trap door and it goes down to the basement where the monks are basically do you know what i will say i could actually probably watch a little comedy film with the fat monk, the the other monk, and just Dane Cook. That would actually be quite funny, I actually. thought they actually were quite a good good yeah. little trio. Yeah, if they did like together. a little skit on stage, yeah. the three of them, it, yeah. Because Dane lot. Cook's quite, he's quite a, a, a physical comedy actor, isn't he? he? Is, and then yeah, a lot, lot like um, Tom Green. Yeah, yeah. respect, yeah. And then you had the guy who looked a little bit like Chris Rock, and then you just had the... The fat mm. sort of tubby guy. Yeah. He's just hilarious to look at anyway. That's, yeah. It, it's a cross between Chris Rock and um, the other guy that I mentioned before. Um, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big time, big time. Um, but yeah, they get him to go across to this, to the confession box. They're like, you must confess your sins. Yeah. You absolute waste of space. And then they get him over the confession box. <laughs> he goes down a trap door. Yeah. And he's into the, uh, he's into the, the lair. And then they come out and start like shooting him with fake bullets. Yeah, with blanks, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And he's and like, oh, I don't want to die. And they're like, bow, 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 yeah. pop a gap in your ass. Bow, 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 bow. Yeah. And, and then, then, um, then Rodman turns up and he realises that the monks are obviously on, on Rodman's side. <laughs> <laughs> on Rodman's side, not the Chicago Bulls side though. But they look on, <laughs> they look on the CD and they realise that it's got Department of Defence information on it. They go, oh my God, what are you doing with this? And it's literally just numbers flashing up on the screen. They're like, oh my God. Where did you get this? And it's like, how do you? It's just numbers flashing. It's like doesn't yeah, contain yeah. anything. Like you can't tell that it's like launch codes for but a there's, weapon. But there's a lot of that in the inter. Like so, obviously underneath this layer is like the the Interpol center. Yeah, and there's <laughs> there's like just like boxes, like long boxes that have just got like a hundred like little flashing red lights. Yeah. And it looks, you know, it's just... It's supposed it's to be m- like computer servers oh and all this God. sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah it's like the mainframe of, of, of the whole of Interpol. Yeah. The next scene actually cuts to, to Claire and her boyfriend, who the boyfriend is Mr. Gabriele's son, in a boat. And you think, oh, that's that's good. You know, they're on a boat. They're going for a bit of a row. And then you realise that they're actually just going for a row in a boat on a duck pond which is literally <laughs> about 10 metres long and 2 metres wide it's like where the, where the hell are you going to yeah. row on that yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous it's literally you do 3 rows and you'd yeah. be across the other side uh, should, we, should we go back to the other side now love <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did actually notice that till you, till you just brought it up. I have no original point about that. Yeah, that was that was ridiculous. Yeah, really small. It like, was like his dad's pond. Yeah, he's like, I can still see you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm going for a row. Well, you'd be gone for about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a whole day planned having a row. Yeah, no. and she still doesn't realise that she's been kidnapped at this point, does she? No, no, no. She's she's completely oblivious. Well, she's she's totally in love with the, with the guy's son. Yeah, and, and he's in love with her. And you know, good luck to them. Yeah. 
Um, but Rodman had, you know, he's he's made it clear he, he's got a plan to get the daughter back. He wants both. He doesn't want to give away the CD because obviously there's some classified yeah, shit DID on information on there. Yeah. And uh, and let's get the daughter back for the for the rich American businessman that no one knows. So then we cut to um, basically Nick and Rodman in the car. Again, it's supposed to be like another comedy sort of skit where Nick goes, "Oh, let's put some music on for our mission." And he basically opens up a like a little book of uh, mini discs, and I thought, shit, we are in the nineties here, aren't <laughs> we? <laughs> Again, in a Citroen with uh, with a mini disc player in it, which I thought was quite special, beautiful mini different, disc, different coloured mini discs as well, like yellow and How green ones. How long did they last for? Probably a few years. It wasn't a few long. years, two years, two three years max yeah. before yeah. they died a death. Yeah, I do remember going into HMV, and they did have a very small limited selection of albums available on mini disc. Because they, they, they sort is of HMV cl- still going? No, no, it closed. No, it um, didn't, didn't oh, it yeah. closed in 2013, I think. Is that the little dog with the with the gramophone? Yeah, his master's voice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. But there's an interesting fact about that. Um, we might actually cut this out because I can't remember it exactly. But when they actually did the photography for the the dog with his master's voice and the gramophone, they couldn't actually had they had to sort of not Photoshop it, but glue two pictures together. Because when the music was playing out the speaker, the dog was attacking the speaker. So they actually just had to photograph the dog <laughs> and the gramophone separately. How how, how are you? <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> Give me a second. How on God's green earth, Sam, do you know these facts? <laughs> I have no idea. I only read about it the other week as well, and I thought it was quite special. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like this iconic image of HMV. You know, RIP HMV, you don't exist yeah. anymore. A little less, little less on pictures, a little more on business plans. <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah. Anyway, yeah. So. so yeah, let's get back to the podcast. So uh, Rodman and and uh, and Dane Cook <laughs> now got to somehow rescue Claire. So they find out that they're going to a wine tasting in a cellar. Dennis Rodman has to like take up the the role of being a lucky lucky souvenir man. Kills a guard. Nick's on the phone trying to direct the woman who is trying to protect or kidnap Claire. Not not even explained. It's not even I don't clear. know what the fuck the blonde bird's doing there. No. No she idea. She just shows up for no reason. She, maybe she's just like a psycho ex who just follows Rodders about. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because like she can't be seen. Like, he can't be seen because she'll try and kill him or make love to him. We don't know. So anyway, <laughs> she shows up and they, they, they have a bit of a chase. But then the bad guys grab Claire, I think, or something. And then they get Claire back because they know that they've got to rescue Claire from being kidnapped. Yeah. And Dane Cook, uh, sorry, Nick, has to, it puts a gag in her mouth, but uses a potato. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, oh, I tried using grapes, but she kept eating them. Yeah. <laughs> Utter farcical. They're like running off. They're trying to get away because they don't know why. What she's got, they got no idea why she's trying to be. They're having a lovely time. They got no idea. So yeah. And the boyfriend's a bit tasty. He's a bit of a martial arts sort of guy, and and he tries to fight him, and he just gets sort of slapped about. But it's hilarious. Like Dennis Rodman, like chucks him in a in a fucking supermarket trolley and pushes That's him down, yeah, down some stairs. Steps, yeah. He's just like in this trolley. <laughs> like, oh, oh no! Just yeah. like literally left down. I thought that was funny. But anyway, back to the. Anyway, so they're in the in the in the car chase. So they've managed to ditch one of the cars that's chasing them, and uh, so they've been given chase, and they're in this old Citroen. It's one of the um, just let me have a look again. It's one of the Citroen DS. It's a black one, and all of a sudden they like they're going towards the edge of a cliff, and they they actually go off the edge of the cliff, and like there's you know Nick sat next to uh, Dennis Rodman and the girl Claire in the back, 
and they're like, oh god, we're gonna crash, you know, we're gonna like be smashed to a million pieces at the bottom yeah, of the cliff. But as it happens, the Citroen DS, made between 1955 and 1975, has got a parachute <laughs> in the <Yeah>. back <laughs> of it that Dennis Rodman deploys. Yeah. And so then, like, the, the Citroen is just literally, it's parachuting towards the Earth. That's so fucking Bond And as the well. CGI in this is just so fucking poor. I thought I thought we'd seen poor CGI in Birdemic. Yeah, yeah. But fucking hell, in this, it is even worse. So, you know, if a car went off the side of a cliff, even if it had a parachute coming off it, anyone inside it that was unrestrained would be thrown out of the vehicle because the vehicle's heavier. And people aren't so. No, that's science. It's physics, basically. Yeah. And so the most unbelievable scene of the entire film is the um the the car just gliding through the air and then just landing perfectly happily on all four wheels on the beach. Do you know what it reminded me of? Do you remember that scene in Mary Poppins where you first meet Mary Poppins, mm. where they blow everyone down? They blow all the other nannies that are lining up for the job at Cherry Tree Lane. Yeah. And this massive gust just comes in and fucking chucks them all down the street and then. Mary Poppins just glides in mm. perfectly yeah. to the front door. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly like that. Mary yeah. Poppins was a car with Dennis Rodman in. Mm. Then, then we're then yeah. we're gold. But the great thing here, well, I don't know if it's great or no. It's probably it's pretty fucking poor actually. What he said, it's supposed to be funny. They land and then they land perfectly. Nick pukes out of the sort of side of the car, and Rodman goes. <laughs> Caucasians. I've got that. I've got that. I've, I've put. I've put cook pukes. Caucasian comment. It's like, oh yeah, because all all white people, yeah, yeah. we just puke. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Put us in a fucking Citroen DS and fry us off a cliff, mate. We're fucking. We're finished. Yeah. I think I'd probably fucking puke as well. Yeah. I'd be like, what? Where, what are you fucking doing, you madman? Dissing Caucasians. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Caucasians. Hilarious. Oh, oh God. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Anyways, after that, I've just put so confusing. Yeah. And so they've obviously got Claire back. Um, so there's now Nick, Rodman and Claire. So they phone Claire's dad so that he can explain to Claire that she's been kidnapped since she actually believes now that she's been kidnapped. Yeah, she's like a spoiled little shit, isn't she? Yeah. She just oh, completely she's hates his dad. Yeah. I was having such a great time, Dad. You spoiled all my fun. Fuck it. Mm. You know, it's just like, oh, shut up. Yeah, mate. just like Paris Hilton. We're really referencing the previous episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so tune in. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Listen again. Yeah. Um, And then we've got a weird bit with the monks that... um. They've got some folders that they need, like some intel that they need to give to Dennis Rodman. And like the fat monk goes, oh, no, don't look at that. That's my pictures of Chelsea Clinton. Yeah, <laughs> Chelsea Clinton of all things. What? And Chelsea Clinton in the 90s. Yeah. Like, nothing against Chelsea. Looks like a pedo. <laughs> yeah, like he does pedo. actually. He does yeah. actually, doesn't yeah. he? Does look I've like just a put, pedo. I've got fat monks are so annoying. <laughs> That's a bullet point. <laughs> yeah. So true. Yeah. So we get the sex scene in the in the movie. So this is Dennis Rodman and the other girl. This is the feisty woman that's referred to earlier. Oh, this is hilarious. They fight again, um, but then this because it's in her flat for some reason. Um, she's got like this massive setup. It looks like a sort of photography studio. Yeah, it's in her weird. bedroom. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. So they're fighting, and but they're basically ripping each other's clothes off. Yeah, at the same time. <laughs> so this is where you get all the sexual tension. <laughs> can I? Can I? Can I just go back? Yeah. To the bit that. And I'm going to mention this guy because I take my hat off to him, the blonde girl's boyfriend, who's oh, taking yeah. her home. Yeah, yeah. Right, so he's taking this bird out 
and he's got flowers for her and everything. He's gone full nine. She's got flowers. She's all doled up. He's all doled up. I don't know what his name is. It's like something weird. Um, some yeah, some weird name. And then Rodman just comes in and just pushes him in the face. Yeah, <laughs> and just like fuck off, mate. <laughs> just chucks. Does it twice, doesn't he? Does it twice? Yeah. Absolutely disrespectful. Yeah. And this guy's like, just like, oh. Yeah, and then he comes back and he's like, no, fuck off. Yeah. And he just yeah. pushes his kid in the face. Yeah. Um, and then gets into her flat by like ducking under her arm when she's opening the door and she doesn't even notice a seven foot <laughs> yeah, yeah. like basketball player duck under and walk into her own flat. Um, and that's when they start fighting, ripping each other's clothes off. And then she goes, oh, and, you know, like it's party time or something. And then they just start having sex. <laughs> it's fun. And she like presses a button. Yeah. And it goes into like the lights. Going. Do you know what it reminds me of? You know that bit in Austin Powers when he's in Austin Powers 1 when he's on, he's in the airplane. Yeah. And he just presses the button and the bed goes around. Yeah, it's literally it's, like it's that. Exactly She like just that. goes, now it's party time. Yeah. And it's like, and all the lights are all like, you yeah, know, flashing actually lights, like warning. If you're, what is it when you can't epileptic? Do, if you're epileptic, yeah. do not watch this film. Yeah, don't watch it anyway. And again, we've got here like there is a massive shootout, and this is where I thought, you know, this is really a device for filling time. Just shootouts, no slow motion. No one can aim for shit. No, there's bullets going everywhere. Literally, you know, almost point blank, and people are missing. Yeah, 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 I did, and I don't get this. You know, they just lo- they're just hammering through rounds. Yeah, like there are there are empty magazines falling everywhere, and no one's dying. Yeah, no one's dead at all. Yeah, no, everyone's just sort of getting up or, or like ducking <laughs> behind a door or something like that. And and then the most outrageous part in the entire film for me, yeah, was when Rodman escapes and decides to jump down this massive column. So he's about oh, fifty yeah. floors yeah. up. Yeah. He throws someone through the window, he doesn't he? He throws someone through the window. Then he goes, right, I've only got one way. And he jumps like Spider-Man about 50 feet to this huge like white column and then slides down it. Like whilst, hugging it. Like hugging it with his, with his guns out either side. And I'm doing the motion now. Mm. And, and shooting people. Mm. And then all of a sudden goes on his back. So he's like going down backwards so his legs he's got his legs like wrapped claw, around, wrapped around yeah. but he's he's his face his head's to the ground and he's looking up yeah. and shooting people yeah and then he just you know falls through a, a like a, an awning sort of thing yeah like a market stall yeah and, and that breaks his fall and he just gets yeah. up and walks off from probably about 40 stories up I mean it's it's, it's, yeah, it's a good 300 feet yeah I mean he's dead yeah and he and he any 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 other day of the week, he's dead. Yeah, but, but he uh, survives. <laughs> yeah, he survives. Yeah. Then it cuts to the evil guy, who's um who's sort of taunting, um the tied up daughter, isn't he? He's sort of. Yeah, so he's got Claire back. Yeah, and he's um, Claire, going, oh, you know, what they're gonna do? Fucking. <laughs> 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 well, he arms the he arms the weapon with this fucking disc that he's got from the Department of Defense, and it's got the most ridiculous fucking cartoon on it, going. Oh wow! You've discovered the large colds. Oh my god! Where did he? Who's got the time? Who has got no fuck off? Who's got the time <laughs> to make a graphic cartoon about the fact that you may or may not get the launch code disc that you've plugged into this weird fucking computer, yeah. which is attached to what's obviously a telescope and no weapon. Yeah, at it's all. not. It's not a bloody. It look, it's supposed to look like bloody. Uh, Apollo 11 rocket yeah, or something yeah. like that, isn't it? This it's massive a fucking missile. telescope. It's just a telescope. It's a fucking telescope. Fuck off. <laughs> um, got this stupid voice going, 
oh my god, yeah, it's gonna launch. It's gonna launch you, you naughty oh. boy. This is from the Department of Department of Defense DVD or whatever it is that's got the launch codes on it. I don't think the developers at the DoD are going to put this stupid cartoon shit on it. Again, it would have been hilarious if it just started <laughs> yeah. Rodman's greatest hits. <laughs> yeah. So old Ashton's got the launch codes from the from the CD or whatever. And of all things that he says that he's going to blow up, it's the Eiffel Tower. And you're like, what? <laughs> this whole film is leading up to some dickhead blowing it's up the Eiffel Tower. based in the south tower, of France. It's based is... in the south of France, so you're shooting yourself. <laughs> he's so just so. launching a missile into the Eiffel Tower, which is just basically a steel structure. I mean, what are you yeah. going to do? And he goes, oh, the reason why I'm doing it is because I don't like looking at it. <laughs> Fuck it's like, off. oh fuck! Is this really the whole point of the film that the, this dick Ashton wants to yeah. blow up the Eiffel Tower? He never got kissed. He Eiffel never got Tower. kissed under one, did he? Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's what it was. Yeah. He went there with his yeah. probably boyfriend. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, never got kissed on that. So they have a bit of a fight. Old uh, kung fu girl, feisty woman, is there as well. Uh, Rodman basically um, spears uh, Ashton into the electric box and Ashton's like being um, like electrocuted and stuff and going uh, like this. But that actually makes the weapon blow up. Well, he, he points at it, doesn't he? Yeah. He's like, he's, he's dying like electrocuting against this like, you know, this like server or whatever or the control pad. Yeah. And then he just sort of looks at the destruct button and then uses the electricity that's passing through his body <laughs> to, <laughs> to press to make, the button. To press the button to make the weapon go. Fucking hell. Yeah, but then but then it just it destructs inside the observatory and obviously then you just get the gratuitous like scale down model of the of the observatory in the south of France somewhere just blowing up. Then you've got the classic bit of like the you know, the hero walking away from the explosion and it's just Dennis Rodman walking away from the explosion. And then everyone's like commenting, aren't they? They're yeah. like that's Simon. Basically we just get to the bit where Claire marries the guy that she was on holiday with. Interpol of invited Nick to be one of their agents. Dennis Rodman rides away with old feisty woman and that's the end of the film. Terribly confusing and just a <sighs> fucking sloppy mess of a film really. The interesting thing about Dan Cook's part in this um in this film is that it was supposed to have been played by Robert Downey Jr. Fuck off. No, honestly. Really? Yeah. Dodge that bullet. The reason why <laughs> If you pardon the pun. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. now obviously, you know, command commanding She's doing Iron Man 20 now? Iron Man, yeah. You know all the Marvel films or whatever, you know, minimum 75 million. He'll probably get paid 200 million a film these days. And those of you that will know about Robert Downey Jr.'s past is that he was on a massive drug and alcohol bender in the sort of mid to late 90s. When actors are in films, they have to be insured. And the insurance premiums for Robert Downey Jr. were so high that they couldn't basically insure him for the film because he had a recent history of drug and alcohol abuse. So... There's every chance that he would have probably dropped out of the film, you know, halfway <laughs> through filming. So <laughs> what we can what we can gather from that is that half of the budget was spent on Dennis Rodman's insurance because <laughs> he's yeah, like, probably because yeah. <laughs> he Dennis Rodman also. <laughs> that's how they that's how they came up with this. Being, you know, Dennis Rodman and fucking Robert Downey Jr. Were going through about half a kilo of Colombian. Yeah. I thought, well, let's do this film. Yeah, they probably, yeah. yeah, in fact, they probably came up with the idea of it, you know? Yeah. You could yeah. be an Interpol agent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I could, actually. Yeah. I could do that. <laughs> I'd be great. Uh, yeah. But the other thing I mentioned as well that I found hilarious throughout was uh, Dennis, Mod- Dennis Rodman's gun face when he was firing a weapon. It was like pouting. It'd be like... 
Like he was about <laughs> to give someone a kiss. <laughs> if, 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 if I could, I wish we were doing a video of that because if I could show the face that Sam just made, it's outrageous. It's like Papa, like, oh, give, give us a kiss. <laughs> give me a kiss, give man. Give me a kiss, I'm going to shoot you. I'm Dennis Rodman, give me a kiss or I'll slam dunk your ass. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, that was Simon Says, 1999. The one thing that we didn't mention at the start, which we have at the start of every Put it in budget. Is the budget of 10 million. Right, so ten million, half of that would have gone on Rodman's insurance. Uh, the box office was two hundred ninety-two thousand, oh, a net loss oh. of nine point seven million dollars. There we go. Yeah. There she is, yeah. drinking on down, baby. Yeah, the Say cherry. what you want about Birdemic and the room; they didn't lose that sort of money. No, this was, I think possibly the biggest loser of all the films that we've uh, reviewed. Oh, percentage-wise, for yeah, sure, definitely for yeah. shizzle, mm. for shizzle, my nizzle. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that was episode 10 of Things What Not to Watch. And the final episode of season one. Indeed. We've got it. You know, yeah. I'm exhausted. It's been a long journey. <laughs> it's been. It has been a long journey. And if anyone says We've to aged. me. <laughs> if anyone asks me, have you seen any decent films over the last few months? I'll be like, nah. <laughs> Sam, we need to sit down. And you right, Shawshank, Forrest Gump. Yeah. You know, get, Gladiator. Get Carter. Get Carter. Fifth Element. Yeah. yeah, oh, Fifth Element. Yeah, we've got to watch some that, decent films to cleanse our minds. And Honestly, my yeah. head is just mush yeah. at the moment. So, so, um, yeah. so yeah, we're putting you know putting ourselves in some serious harm's way for you people. Yeah, and I hope so. that everyone's enjoyed listening to season one. And, you know, if you do have any suggestions for season two, you know, remember a bit of a golden rule that we've got, you know, very low ratings and a, a box office loss. Would be interested in watching the film. Yeah, we did have a we did have a colleague of ours who will remain nameless, Kerry, um, <laughs> who did turn around and say, um, "Yeah, what was it? Bad Boy Buddies was 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 one potential film. It was, yeah, um, but it's actually turned out to be quite popular and actually won some awards. It's got over fifty percent. Yeah, so you know, just just get to the back of the line. Yeah, we're looking for things under ten percent, basically. Yeah, under sort of two to three points on IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes, it's got to be sort of one zero to three percent." And we'd be interested in torturing ourselves to review it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nipple clamps at the ready. Mm. No, no, there we are. Yeah. All right. Well, look, it's been it's been phenomenal. Sam. It has. What a journey. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, over these past few months recording season one of Things What Not to Watch, and we do hope to come back. With a few added extras perhaps in season two. Yeah, maybe even a Christmas special. Yeah, maybe a Who Christmas knows? special. We might do even um, I was thinking we should do a, a follow-up episode of like the stuff that we've enjoyed and fi- found most funny from season one as well. Leave me alone! <laughs> I'm doing my fucking potions. <laughs> fish, jam and fish paste. Fucking yeah. hell! Yeah, oh, jam and fish paste. Yeah. Fucking hell, that was bad. Yeah, terrible. Oh, yeah, just the CGI from Bird Demic and. Tommy Wiseau's, Tommy Wiseau's merchandise. I mean, Tommy, we love you, man. You made the greatest bad film ever. Yeah, no, no, we absolutely love Tommy. And um, yeah, just, just it was, it was a whole part of shit. But great, good, good to do it with you, mate. Well and done. you, mate. Yeah, thank you so much for coming up with the original idea after watching Fall Girls as well. Smoking a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what we do. That's no, not what we do. Yeah, and the glass of wine right that's now. What I do. Is, uh, <laughs> love me, pathetic. <laughs> no, no. No, no. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll be back for season numero dos. Dos. Yeah. Do know. Yeah. yeah. No, uno. <laughs> uno dos. Yes. <laughs> numero dos. Yeah. All right. Cheers, guys. And we will see you soon. Thank you for listening, everyone. Ciao. Sure.
Ja. Bye. You know, bye. Skip it up, bye. This episode of Things What Not To Watch was written and produced by Jareth and Sam in a naughty double bass studio, Auckland, New Zealand. Oh, I love all shit. I'll turn it off. <laughs>